And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi there again, everybody, and welcome once more to Greenlight Reviews. I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, let's talk about Iron Man 2. All right. Iron Man 2 was once again directed by John Favreau, who mm-hmm. directed the original. He's also an actor and appears in this movie, too. That's right. The star, of course, is Robert Downey Jr., who plays Tony Stark slash Iron Man, and Gwyneth Paltrow, who plays his assistant, Pepper Potts. Great name. (laughs) It is a terrific name. There are a lot of other good actors in this film. Don Cheadle, Scarlett Johansson, Samuel L. Jackson, Mickey Rourke, and Sam Rockwell. And I really was hoping for big things from this one, Anne, but if you stop and think about Mm -hmm. the history of movie making right from the very beginning, sequels to great originals never fare as well. The only one I can remember that was better than the original was Godfather 2. Certainly as good as, I don't know why they didn't just call the movie Iron Man the disappointment. (laughs) 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 Just get it right out there. You know, you're right. Sequels remind us of just how great the original was by comparison. There's nothing really overwhelmingly awful about Iron Man 2. It's just kind of muddled and it's overwrought with a lot of clanging robots and machinery. I also think that Iron Man 2 is sabotaged a bit because it's plot heavy. There are so many storylines going on in this movie, way too many for a picture like this. Boy, is it ever plot heavy. And this story challenges this egocentric and narcissistic billionaire, Tony Stark, who is the real Iron Man, of course, with pressure from everybody, from the Mm -hmm. U.S. Senate, from the bloodthirsty press, who's always after him, his closest contemporary, who is trying to shoot him out of the water, Mm -hmm. and a brilliant Russian scientist who has spent the past 15 years in prison and is now looking for payback. And this gets rough. So that's a lot of plots to put together. And therefore, there are so many loose ends. They struggle to try to tie up all the plot lines, and they can't do it. And as a result, everything is kind of fragmented. I just don't think this film blended very well. It really didn't. And what happened for me is I sat there, and I watched the thing, and I thought, okay, what is the plot about? And when I realized there were so many different Mm -hmm, plots, mm -hmm. and they were all clanging against each other and bouncing away, I thought, I'm not very interested in this film. It's really too bad. It's too bad. You know, You have a wonderful actor, Robert Downey Jr., who honestly can do no wrong. Even in a kind of a silly, fun movie like this, he's still great. And you can see that he knows what he's doing. That character, Tony Stark, you can watch him. He's thinking. You can watch the wheels turn in his head. As the actor, he's really clever in his repartee. Frankly, to me, Les, the best parts of this movie are when Downey talks. And he usually does that with Gwyneth Paltrow. So their scenes have a lot of sparkling repartee, very reminiscent of the great 40s romantic comedies that you and I love so much. Oh, sure, the William Powell, Myrna Loy, or even Tracy and Hepburn comedies. And that was delightful. And when they started off doing that, I thought, wow, this is going to be sensational. And the next thing I knew, there were not only Robert Downey Jr., but too many other people were walking around in Iron Man suits. I agree. (laughs) Frankly, after the action kicked in, All I really enjoyed about the picture was watching Scarlett Johansson. She looks better than she's ever looked (laughs) in this film. And 
I understand that she worked for six months before she started shooting this film, learning karate. And she's very good at it. And she's very, very glamorous. And she's kind of funny in spots, too. Well, I liked her, too. I thought she was great eye candy for the movie. Oh, sure. You know, luckily, this is Downey's movie. And because he's in almost every single scene, the movie doesn't really falter. It's just so much better when he's doing dialogue because I frankly think John Favreau's direction didn't really introduce any thrilling action sequences. They were all kind of so-so. And I didn't think that Mickey Rourke's mano a mano scene with the Iron Man was all that fantastic. And it should have been, given the amount of time that they spent developing the whiplash backstory. Actually, I liked Mickey Rourke very much in the movie. I did too. I thought they kind of shortchanged him towards the end of the film. I was disappointed about that. Frankly, Sam Rockwell is not my favorite actor at the moment. I can think of very few films in which he appeared that I liked him, and I think that he was way over the top in this one. I think one of the problems with him is don't try to outsmart guy Robert Downey Jr. You're going to lose. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, Rockwell plays a super sleaze kind of guy really brilliantly, and it was funny, but I think it's like Brill Cream, a little dabble do you. Otherwise, I think you tire of the shtick. Absolutely. Samuel Jackson plays Nick Fury. Nick Fury wears an eye patch, and Sam Jackson is doing another one of his now patented tough guy roles. He was entertaining for the few moments he was on the film. Don Cheadle, he's been struggling, I think, in films. He's a good actor, but he just hasn't found the right role, and this ain't it either. I don't think his rhythm is right for this kind of a film. He's way too laid back, too cool. Rhodey plays the best friend forever supposedly of Iron Man and he has a conflict halfway through the film. You don't know if he's going to become his enemy. They suddenly start fighting and he becomes the war machine. You know, this is all good comic book stuff but it doesn't really work in the film unless some motivation is given and it's just not enough to throw it up on the screen and say, okay, we're doing a movie like this and accept it the way it is. You really have to spend a little bit more time tying the characters to motives and making the plot lines mesh. Right. You came up with a phrase that is really sticking with me. It is a comic book made into a film, made into a very, very expensive film. And I think if they're going to do that, they somewhere along the line have to say, okay, this isn't a comic book. That's a different art altogether. Let's do it differently. They ought to take a look at Warren Beatty's wonderful comic book adaptation, Dick Tracy. That was a very clever film and it really worked well. He knew exactly what he was doing. He understood that he was doing a comic book novella, if you will, and that movie really was quite clever. Nothing totally wrong with this movie, but because of the choppy plots, the ho-hem screenplay, and kind of the mishmash of ideas that come and go in this film, and as I said earlier, too many plots can spoil the soup. (laughs) For me, Iron Man 2 gets a yellow light. It's kind of like drinking a glass of bad champagne less. The fizz is there, but later you wonder, was it worth the burp? Very good. Well, I'm burping a little bit too, and I didn't like it that much. I'm giving it a yellow light also. Again, I so much enjoyed Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow and Mickey Rourke and even Scarlett Johansson. She is very special to look at in this film. So I'm giving it a yellow light. It wasn't that bad, but I'm very sad that they spent gazillions of dollars on this picture and it wasn't that good either. Okay, two yellow lights from Ann Elder and myself for the sequel Iron Man 2. 
Well, we are going to see lots more movies. I look forward to seeing the next one. Until that time, I am Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes we're going to run into you chomping at the bit and chomping on your popcorn at the movies. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.